It's just doing your best, whatever that is. So I, I want to encourage you young men especially, uh, and you young ladies to participate in the things that you can. And You know, it, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have uh, uh, young people in the congregation to, to do what's right and to learn, learn the ways of the Lord and to participate. You know, and if, and if any, any of you young people, if I can be of any assistance, you just let me know. I'm right there. And I can guarantee you that there will be a, another hundred people right there with me uh, to help you out. So uh, I, I'm, I'm just encouraged by, by our, our young people here. And I want to say something else I'm encouraged uh, about with this congregation, and that's um, we, we just have so many people who are uh, able to participate on various levels uh, in, in worship and out of worship. And, uh, you know, I, that is just a blessing. I am so thankful for that, and I hope you are too. We've got people that are very dedicated, and um, I'm just thankful. for that. Even, you know, we have uh, people that, that work in the library, that, that put out the information on the sign, you know, that, that, you know, get together fellowship meals and, and you know, that we, we have all sorts of different types of areas where people are working. And I just want you to know that your work does not go unnoticed. And we appreciate it. I'm thankful for that. Uh, I want to speak on something this morning. Uh, I was intending to preach uh, last Sunday night. Um, uh, but we had scheduling conflict, and and and, and we had uh, a missionary coming in, and and we were thankful that he was able to present what he was, needed to do, and and um, uh, you know we we talked about it, you know, and and you know with the elders and whatnot, and and you know the decision was made that you know we we wanted to do whatever it was right, and we didn't want to halfway do the mission work, and we didn't want to halfway do the preaching. And uh, so uh, he was he was here for one night, and we we went uh, forward and 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 thought that it would be good for him to to preach. This was something that was supposed to be preached that night, and uh, on our friends and family day. Which, by the way, I, I thought that that was successful. Um, I think that um, that's that's great. You know, I don't I don't care where y'all been in the past. Um, all I know is that. And so next year. Uh, we can do better than that, and we can plan a little bit further ahead, and we can uh, we can do that. And so I, I'm looking forward to our next opportunity to uh, be able to uh, invite our friends and family on on a special day. And I'm just thankful for that. Um, so thank you for for your help in uh, making that successful. And you know, congregation uh, does not work. Um, just when there's, you know, preachers and elders just doing things. Uh, a congregation really works when the congregation works. When the congregation gets out there and does things, um, it's, it's more important. The brethren are very important. Everybody's important. Everybody plays a part. And, and so I'm thankful that everybody that, that participated in that and, and tried to uh, try to do what they can to to invite people. Uh, but on on that that line of thought, 
uh, I was, and I'll tailor this more to the congregation now, uh, but a friend of mine uh, went on a mission trip several years ago, and uh, he went over to Russia. And while in Russia, uh, he was, he was uh, preaching, and they shared, the, the people, the Christians there, uh, shared a, a meeting hall uh, with, I believe it was the Episcopal Church, maybe Pentecostal, uh, somewhere in those lines. And they, they shared a meeting hall with them. And so some people uh, from that, you know, uh, that, that you know, religious body came over to meet with the church. And while they were, they were doing that, uh, one, one of the people came up to uh, this preacher's wife and said, you know, hey, uh, we also meet here, and would you like to come and preach for us? And she said, well, no, I wouldn't, but my husband would. And so, of course, he jumped on the opportunity, and he, he preached for them. And while he was uh, trying to think of something, he, he decided, you know, what, what is it that I need to preach to this group of people that uh, are not familiar with the teachings of, of uh, the Lord's church, and that comes out of the Bible, but they're, they're used to their things, and he understood that they had their doctrines and creeds and whatnot, but... You know, so he was trying to figure something out, and so he decided that he would speak on the all-sufficiency of Scripture. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Is we're going to talk about the all-sufficiency of Scripture. And I, before we do that, I want to uh, mention uh, a, a few, few things. Now, you think about uh, a big thing today is continuing revelation, which means that simply that there is revelation going on today. That's what people believe. Now, that's not what we teach here, but that is what some people believe. They believe in continuing revelation. Now, uh, just to throw out a, a few groups of people that, that believe this way, is you think about uh, Mormons. Now, they believe the Bible is good. They think it's great. Now, I've studied with several Mormons, and, and they say, you know, the Bible is good, but you also need the Book of Mormon, and you need the Doctrine of Covenants, you need the Pearl of Great Price, and, of course, then, following that is, you have continuing revelation. Uh, you have the prophets today. The prophets are telling you what God is, is wanting, and so, you know, that, that's, that's what they believe. You think about Catholicism. You know, they, they also have the Bible. They believe the Bible is good. You know, but there's also traditions and then there's the Pope. You have to go and abide by what, you know, the Pope uh, decrees because, you know, he's, he's basically he's God on earth. And so you have to do the things that he says. You have Jehovah's Witnesses. They, they believe the Bible is good. They believe the Bible is good, but you still need to know some of that outside material. You still have to have that because there is continuing revelation. Now, I got a question. What would you do if you were going to create your own religion? I mean, just think about it. Put yourself in those shoes. If you were going to create your own religion, what would you have to do in order for it to be successful? You know, you could say, yeah, the Bible is great. The Bible is great, but I've got some special information from God for you. I have continuing revelation. I have something that's different. I have something that's new. And of course, when you're thinking about that, you know, if we had continuing revelation, why would, why would we even need the Bible? We wouldn't need the Bible. 
the Bible wouldn't be sufficient enough. You know, it'd be okay if we didn't want to go to uh, go with the Bible because, you know, we would have the late breaking news. You know, why would you why would you follow that old stuff when you could have the new? Well, why would you do that? So of course, you'd want to get the new. Now that's that that's it. That's what you want, right? Well, let's think about some things more. Let's go over to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 1. And we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. It says, God having of old time spoken unto the fathers in the prophets by diverse portions and in diverse manners, hath at the end of these days spoken unto us in his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. So, you know, you, you think about this passage. What do you see? God, throughout the Old Testament, especially is where you see this, God has spoken unto everybody, you know, through the prophets. You know, he's, he's given different ways and, and different, different things that had happened in order to speak to his people. Now, you, you remember, there were things like visions, you know, there were people who saw visions. There were people who literally talked to God. You know, there, there were all sorts of different ways that this could happen. But God did those things, and in the old times, He He did it in many different ways, and did it did it through different different what different portions, different manners, different uh, people. But in these last days, that's the Christian dispensation. During these last days, what? He has spoken unto us by His Son. So no more of the prophets. No more of that. We don't need that anymore because we have Jesus Christ the righteous. We have Him. He is the one who has spoken unto us today. Now, now you think about, about Christ. Of course, we go over to Matthew 28, verse 18. He has all authority. All authority in heaven and in earth. And, and so he has all authority, and we need to follow what he says. But, of course, people wonder when that happened. And we go over to Hebrews chapter 9. Look at Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews 9, verses 15 through 17. And for this cause, he is the mediator of a new covenant, that a death having taken place for the redemption of the transgressions that uh, were under the first covenant, they that have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must of necessity be the death of him that made it. For a testament is a force where, uh, where there hath been death, for it doth never veil while he that made it liveth. So, the new covenant came to be after Christ's death. So we're to follow everything that he has prescribed. All right? Now let's look at John. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's look at verse 26. But the Comforter, even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name... He shall teach you 
all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said unto you. And then, of course, we mentioned uh, before in John 16 and verse 12, which was a scripture reading, you know, that th- there were things that, that you know, could have been told, but they were not ready to hear it. But see, we have a complete word of God, and we can study it for ourselves, and we can get it for ourselves. But the question is, do we have all truth? Do we have all truth? What did that John 14 and verse 26 say? It says, But the Comforter, even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. All things. So, brethren, the Holy Spirit was going to teach the apostles all things. Now, that's a, that's a small word, right? Only three letters. But it has a big meaning. You know, I, I don't care uh, what, what the new common core strategy is for this. But let's go with uh, a simple equation from when we were kids, all right? So you've got 26 apples. And you give them all to somebody else. How many does that person have? They have all 26. Now what does the word all mean? It means everything. It means all. It's all encompassing. It is everything. You can't say anything else. It is all. Now, you know, we, we, we think about this word all. It has, has a huge meaning. Let's look at uh, some, some other passages with this word here. Uh, look at uh, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All Scripture, inspired of God, is also profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, which is in righteousness. All, all Scripture, all, everything, everything. You know, the, the, the idea here says uh, all Scripture, inspired of God, is also profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Listen to this. That the man of God may be, what? Complete. Complete. You know, some, some translations say perfect, but it's the same meaning here. It's complete. So the scriptures, all scriptures, when you follow all the scriptures... A person then can be complete. Everything, all the scriptures, not just some, but all. Let's further this. Look at Jude 3. Jude 3. says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So give all diligence, give everything you've got into it, okay? So then we see the word faith. It says says the faith here. 
to contend for the faith. Now, faith is used in two main ways in the scriptures. Uh, one is, you know, my personal faith or belief. You know, whatever I believe, my my personal faith. But then the other thing is what? It, it's the system of faith. It is by obedience to the word of God. It, it is what God has set up for us to follow. That is a part of this. And, and so when we're looking at this this phrase here, it says contend for the faith. Is that my personal faith? No. No, it wasn't. It is for the system of faith. So we are to contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. It was once delivered. Look at Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews 9, verses 26 through 28. Hebrews 9, 26 through 28. Now, I want to remind you, this was once delivered, right? We saw that in John chapter 14. It was something that happened at a specific point in time. This was once delivered unto the saints. Hebrews 9, verses 26 through 28. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once Offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So you're looking at this passage, and it says once, over and over again, that he suffered once in the end. All right? And he took away, uh, he, he made sacrifice for sin himself. And it is appointed unto men, what? Once to die. Jesus overtook that. It is a point on a man once to die, and after this is the judgment. And Christ was once offered for all. So this is a specific thing that has happened. It is, we, we, we see two words that are jumping out here. The thought of all Scripture. And the thought of this idea of, of being once delivered. It is once delivered. So we see, we know that Christ died once. We know that. So when we're looking at that, and we go back to Jude 3, and we see that we are to contend for the faith, and we see that it was once delivered. And then we go back to 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, and we see that that once delivered scripture is all we need, it is all sufficient. We don't need anything else. Now, I've had people come up to me after saying comments similar to this, and they'll say, well, you know, what about them commentaries? You use commentaries, right? No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about creeds, and we're talking about new revelation. No, we're not talking about discussion on, on the topic of the Scriptures. We're talking about people saying, there is new Scripture there is new directions from God. Because, see, all this has already been given. It's been once delivered. And that once delivered scripture is all sufficient. Every single bit. Because it's through that scripture that we can be complete. The Bible is not one 
revelation. It is the revelation. That is it. So then, what about authority? You know, I, I know that, that I, I'm, I'm just going to keep pounding these scriptures in. Because I, I want you to know them as much as I want to know them. And, and so we need to have authority in our, our minds. You know, we don't need to do anything other than what the Bible says in order to get to heaven. It's, it's what the scriptures teach. And to go anywhere outside of that is to go outside of the word of God. Matthew 28, 18. Christ has all authority in heaven and in earth. We have to follow what he says. In John 17, 17, what he says is truth. In John 8, and verse 32, and it's that truth that makes us free. We have to follow what he says. Because what he said was once delivered for us so that we might know how to live. And it is plain and simple as that. I heard a preacher uh, say, uh, I heard him say it on multiple occasions, he'd say, you know, I, I try to preach in a way that everybody understands it. He says, you know, it's like, it's like cattle. You know, you, you put that trough down there to where the little ones, they can get it. You know, they can reach up and they can get it. And then the big ones, they can reach down and they can get it. Brethren, it does not get any more simple than this. The Word of God is perfect. And if it is perfect... We don't need anything else. Now, since the Word of God is perfect, I want to mention one more thing before we go. And that is something that many of us have already done. And that is that we have been obedient to the gospel of Christ. What does that mean? Now, I'm going to do something. I don't think I've done this here, but this is something that I've taught kids. It's plan of salvation. It's really easy. You know, because what you do is, is you hear, believe, repent, confess, then you're baptized, and you live a faithful Christian life. All right? Very simple. We, we, we're just taking everything that we see from Scripture about salvation and sticking it together in a logical order. So we hear the Word of God, right? You know what? We, we, we are doing that this morning. You're hearing the Word of God. Yeah, that, Romans 10 and verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You, and we know, uh, Hebrews 11 and 6, that it is impossible to, to please him if we don't have faith. So we need it. So, yes, brethren, that's why we study. It's because we need to increase in faith. Because without it, it's impossible to please our Heavenly Father. And, and so we, we, have to, we have to hear so that we can increase in faith. So that we believe. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we hear and believe, and we have to repent. Luke 13.3, I tell you, nay, but unless ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So hear, believe, repent, 
confess. Uh, Matthew 10, 32, and 33 is something that we see he's done every day. And in uh, Acts chapter 8, we see the Ethiopian eunuch do this uh, at the point of baptism, unless you have the American Standard Version and it's not there. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's the thing. It's that, you know, you see that it was customary at that time to do that. It's still customary. But it doesn't end there. It is a part of daily life. So you hear, believe, repent, confess, and then you must be baptized into Christ. 1 Peter 3.21, the like figure we're into, even baptism doth also now save us, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. But that's not it. You know, we cannot be baptized into Christ and, and just sit here and do nothing. We have to live faithfully. Revelation 2 and verse 10, Be thou faithful unto death, and thou shalt receive the crown of life. I, I think that, you know, I, I talk about this often, and you cannot really point out a specific thing that is more important than the rest. But if you want to go down and, and look at uh, what am I going to do after I've been baptized, you have to live faithfully. We, You know, in the church, I've heard so many times, I've heard preachers get up and they preach and they'll say, hey, uh, we don't believe in a faith-only kind of a salvation. We don't believe in, uh, you know, this... Once saved, always saved. Um, you know, we, we don't believe in those things. You know, we may not teach it in the church, but a lot of our brethren have lived it. And we don't need to allow that to happen here. Every one of us needs to live faithfully and to be involved in the work of the Lord. Maybe it is that you have not yet obeyed the gospel and you want to take care of that this morning, we'll, we'd love to help you out with that. Maybe it is that, that you know that you have done something wrong, but you're already a Christian. You, you want to repent of that publicly? We'll be glad to help you out with that. Maybe it is you just need some prayers. Whatever the case is, if you need to respond to the invitation this morning, please come as we stand as we sing.